From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. I just have this talent for falling in love with the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. How many guys were there? Three. The last one was the manager of a finance company back home in Pittsburgh. They found a little shortage in his accounts, but he asked me to wait for him. And that's from The Apartment, an older movie. Uh, what about dating? What if you feel like you're always making the wrong choices and it's the wrong guy, the wrong place, the wrong time, and it happens repeatedly? It's really hard to know how to go about dating. And as, as I mentioned later on in the show, I'll be talking with Don Kiefer on this very topic. But you want to look for character traits. And we all do this naturally. You want to look for a person who's honest if they're cheating or if they're not leaving a tip when they should leave a decent tip because you've got very good service. That's important. You want to look for somebody who says they're going to do what they're going to do. I can remember a guy telling me he's going to pick me up for a date and I got all dressed up and ready and waiting and he never shows up. He had better things to do that night. That's very painful. He's crossed off my book. He's not going to be someone that I enjoy. You want to look for someone who has a mind of their own, meaning someone who, when you ask, what do you want to do, it's not that they run roughshod over you and say, well, we're definitely going to see this uh, adventure killing movie, and you don't want to do that. that they, but they do have an opinion, and that you can both put stuff on the table and talk about the things you both enjoy and then figure out where to go from there. And you also want someone who's productive. If they're always saying, hey, can you put the bill again for me? and you just constantly feel like you're being taken advantage of, you don't want that either. So those are primary virtues, real good character traits that you want in a lasting partner. And you need to actually look for those. You need to look for those by how the person makes you feel inside. You need to look at what they say, what they do. And as I mentioned earlier, all of the body language and tone of voice. And What's wrong uh, with uh, adventure movies? <laughs> adventure, adventure movies can be a lot of fun, uh, as long as that's not the only thing on your menu. You want to be able to speak up. If you don't like adventure movies, don't go to them. So um, you need to be able to have the communication between you open. And many couples don't have that. Many mar long-standing married couples don't have that. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. And right now we're switching to a different topic. This is kids. We can talk about lots of things on this show. Kids, anxiety, depression, problems with your in-laws, problems with yourself, feeling that you're overstressed and don't know how to cut back. So those are some of the many topics we can talk about. Right now it's kids. Dear Dr. Kenner, I have a six-year-old grandson, Ricky, who has an anger problem at school. The principal has asked us to move him to a special school where teachers can deal with him more one-on-one. -on -one. Ricky's teacher, teacher doesn't want him to leave. As grandparents who take care of him, what can we do at home to help him manage his anger himself? Now that's great because you can't manage his anger, but to, ask, to have Ricky manage his own anger, that's a great question. At home, he is rarely stubborn. Okay, now you have a problem because how are you going to have, help him manage his anger if you don't see it? We set rules, boundaries, and bargain with him when he gets angry. He doesn't get angry to the point of it being a problem. When Ricky was four years old, he and his parents lived with us while they were waiting to purchase a new home. They've been living in their new home for two years now. We watch Ricky and his sister while their parents work. What can I do to help? Grandma of a child she doesn't want to see lost in the system. 
if a few changes can help. Thank you, Rosemarie. Rosemarie, you're a very caring grandma to write this because you're trying to make an effort to help Ricky not fall between the cracks. And you can see that happening. And it does happen early on with many kids. And many times they don't catch up. Many times they don't know how to make themselves into better people or to value themselves or the, they feel very low self-esteem because they put in special classrooms or a particular teacher didn't like them and they don't know how to regroup. But before we get to the question of how to help Ricky deal with his anger, let's look at anger itself. What do you do when anyone gets angry, whether it's your grandson, your husband, your boss, your friend, or yourself? In order to figure out how to manage anger or how to help Ricky manage anger, first you need to know the precise cause of anger. And that means you need to do some detective work. You first need to ask, if you're feeling angry, what am I feeling now and why? Now that's good for Ricky to know too. And since you know it's anger, then you need to know that anger has to do with things not feeling fair. Anger is tells you it's an injustice issue. Something's unfair. So ask yourself, what feels unfair? Ricky can learn to do this too. What's feeling unfair to me right now? Now you might say, you might have some anger. You might feel, I'm furious at my daughter because she doesn't pay enough attention to her son, Ricky. It's not fair that she has a child and then dumps him on me she goes off and works. This is her responsibility. Ricky is having lots of problems now and she's too busy to pay attention to them. Notice if your anger, if this were the case for you and your anger is intense, then you know that this is an important value to you. That's what the intensity of anger would tell you or of any emotion. You can then ask, why does this mean so much to me? And you may say, well, my daughter spends more time with her friends than she does with her friends than she does with Ricky, her son, and that makes me feel angry. You may also notice some insecurity and sadness. I feel like a failure as a mom when my daughter just ignores Ricky, her parenting responsibilities. Okay, so that's just an example in your life, and it may not match the facts in your life, but how to explore your own anger. Now we can help Ricky. So Ricky's six years old. What is it that he perceives as unfair? What is the source of his anger? Notice it's not on the home front. It's not with you. So what is unfair to him? Since it's happening mostly at school, you want to look for clues there. Are the kids teasing him? Are they calling him freckle-face or mean names? Is he being cast in the role of the bad kid at school? And maybe his sister is being cast as in the role of the good kid. In that case, I'd go to my website, drkenner.com, and get the book, How Siblings Without Rivalry, How to Help the Kids Out of That Problem by Elaine Mas uh, uh, Adele Faber and Elaine Maslish. Is he being scapegoated or being teased? Is there any abuse? This is much more serious that he's trying to keep secret and it's showing up at school. It could just be a bully at school or it could be worse. But is he trying to avoid someone on the way to school or at school that's hurting or abusing him or taunting him? How do you get information from him? How do you draw him out naturally? You don't want to do it lawyer style, putting him you know, on the stand and saying, okay, why are you angry? Um, and he'd say, I don't know, or I'm not angry, or he might play dumb. I don't know what you mean. You don't want to draw him out with a lot of why 
questions and that tone of voice that sounds critical. Instead, you can say to him, you know, tell him a few details about your day because that softens the mood and it makes him feel less like he's on the stand. And you say, you know, yeah, today I got really angry at Sean um, because maybe someone that comes to the house to help out because he wasn't listening to me. And he might say, you know what, Ma or Grandma, I got really angry at Joey today because he kept calling me Mophead. And I can't help it that my hair is frizzy. And I called him a bad name and knocked his book on the floor. And the teacher put me in timeout and made me skip recess. She makes me so mad. She always takes his point of view and she never listens to me. Instead of then grilling him, you can say, you know, it sounds like you had a really tough day. What what can you do differently if Joey calls you a bad name again? Um, and then you can help him work through alternatives. Maybe just go to the teacher then. Instead of, if, if Joey calls you mop head, then go to the teacher and let her know that. If you So you want to help him learn how to be assertive rather than aggressive. You want to help him work with the teachers. You want to draw him out and help him connect with friends better so that school is a place that's easy to be at. And he may have family issues. He may be very upset with his mom. He may feel abandoned by her and he has to go to your house every day and even though you're really nice, he may not like it. So the more kids get to express what's heartfelt for them, what's deep down and true for them, the less you'll see them acting out their pain and their frustration. And so I, w I would deal with it that way. And I know we're coming up to the dating issue and how do you how do you go on a first date? Think about your own first dates. And coming up, we have Dr. Don Kiefer, and he's a dating specialist. And so you, if you already have a partner, but you may have kids, you may want to think about how to go about dating. If you're single again, you've recently gotten divorced, or you're a senior that wants to date, stay tuned. We have Dr. Don Kiefer here on the Rational Basis of Happiness to help you out on the dating scene. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. One factor that can help you choose the right partner is both yours and your partner's sense of life. According to Ayn Rand, quote, love is a response to values. It is with a person's sense of life that one falls in love, with that essential sum, that fundamental stand or way of facing existence, which is the essence of a personality. One falls in love with the embodiment of the values that form a person's character, which are reflected in his widest goals or smallest gestures which create the style of his soul, the individual style of a unique, unrepeatable, irreplaceable consciousness. It is one's own sense of life that acts as the selector and responds to what it recognizes as one's own basic values in the person of another. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.